live from Daytona, Florida, it's CSL Charlotte Sports Live. Well, the rain is still coming down here at Daytona International Speedway, and it has been all day, which means the Daytona 500 is pushed to Monday. Welcome into Charlotte Sports Live here at Daytona International Speedway. We had to move the party inside because it is so rainy outside. I'm Carla Gebhardt alongside Gabe McDonald. Got a lot to talk about, even though there was no racing today. Yeah, absolutely. A lot coming up for you guys over the next hour. We're going to hear from Noah Gregson and also Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the Grand Marshal of the Parade. He joined us today and a lot more coming up over the next hour. Even without racing, still got a jam-packed show for you guys. How starstruck were you, by the way? It was it was pretty. I was kind of taken aback. Growing up a wrestling fan, I was like, man, that's really him walking in. I mean, you could just see it was a time before he even came in. Somebody else came in and everybody was like, dang, it's not him. So once yeah. he came in, he just saw everything. Just It just changed. You just saw he was bigger than life at that, at that moment, and you could see it right there. So it was pretty cool. Absolutely. And, of course, he is excited about the Daytona 500 getting into action tomorrow. Again, that rain, or excuse me, that race was delayed because of the rain. That's going to be pushed to 4 p.m. tomorrow. The Xfinity race also at 11 a.m. And if you have a ticket for the Xfinity race, you also get to stay for the yeah. Daytona 500. So that's the good news for fans. I know it was very disappointing today that fans kind of had to push back their plans, but tomorrow is a holiday, so maybe a bright spot to have the race tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's still, you know, a good time to have it. Obviously, you want to have it on Sunday, have it with sunny weather, the fanfare and everything, but still, there's going to be a lot of great things going on tomorrow. Kind of similar to how we had it with the Coke 600 earlier last year, how it got rained out and moved to Monday. So even though it's still falling on a holiday, that's one of the bright spots for it. Yeah, we mentioned The Rock, too. He is still going to stay tomorrow to do the command. But listen, a lot of the drivers had a lot of time today to waste in the infield, and we caught up with a few of them to talk about the rain delay. Ultimately, you have to be selfish. You're not going to be happy pushing a teammate to a victory. You're going to want to get it for yourself. And you do be, you are more aggressive in this race because this race, I don't consider the 2024 season starting till next week. I don't care about stage points. I don't care about any of that stuff until we get out of this weekend because this weekend is, a, is an event in itself. The worst part is the sitting around side of it, right? Sitting around to do this this huge race and this big event you know you just want to get going you want to do what you you're most comfortable with and what people are most comfortable with is driving and racing and um, that's all I look forward to is just getting it going and, and then seeing how it all plays out and develops so the waiting around twiddling your thumbs it stinks but it's uh, it's part of our sport sometimes so obviously a little bit of disappointment to have to postpone this race till tomorrow. But listen, the race is going to happen tomorrow. Maybe not quite as much pomp and circumstance, but the cars are going to get on the track. Again, the Xfinity Series first at 11 and then those Cup Series cars. And man, we haven't seen cars on the track since like Friday yeah. at practice. So it's been a minute. And just to remind you, the front row already set by the Ford. You have Joey Logano on the pole, Michael McDowell beside him. And then the Toyotas make yeah. up the second row because they won the duels on Thursday. No, they absolutely did. You got Christopher Bell and Tyler. Obviously, they're coming in with a new body as well. You got the Dark Horse Mustang and the Camry XSE. We now see what both those cars have. And I think another key, too, this track is still going to be hot after that Xfinity race. Yeah. So that's going to change a lot of things, too. And this is a big drafting track. So I think that's going to be a big thing to watch for. But what we saw to the Toyotas in that practice, eight of them in the first eight spots, they know what they have with their car. So I think they're going to make a big impact in this race tomorrow with all those drivers there towards the front. And that was after they didn't do very well yeah. in that single lap qualifying. So hopefully when they do more pack style racing yeah. that's going to push them to the front. Denny Hamlin had the fastest time in practice. Obviously, he's already a three-time Daytona 500 winner, so maybe he can get a fourth one. 
Yeah, he's looking to. I mean, this is one thing that he's really looking to do because he's done he's done this track really well. And I think the big thing for him, he says it's always his year yeah. until it's not. And I think he <laughs> wants to really start this year off. He wants to get a Cup Series championship, and I think being able to come out and get it done and win a Daytona 500 to start things off would be kind of you know just a good momentum shift to ease him to the rest of the year. The biggest thing tomorrow, though, we got to have all these air titans yeah. take the track and make sure that everything is dry before any car can get on the track. And that takes a while because yeah, you have two and a half miles in at Daytona. International Speedway. Absolutely. I mean, this is one of those things where the Air Titans have only been around for about 10 years, but they really helped take down some of that drying time because before then, it took a long time to get these tracks dry. Now that you have the newer technology, it's going to be a little bit quicker, but still with a long track, two and a half miles, it's going to take a little bit. Yeah, and hopefully, yeah, the weather stays dry. Let's go ahead and check in on the weather forecast for tomorrow with our meteorologist, Andrew Brightman. Well, after the rain out that we saw today across northern Florida and in Daytona for the Daytona 500, your presence day is looking much improved for this race. Now, whatever shower activity lingering early Monday morning will move out quickly as we end of the afternoon, clearing skies, sunshine looking much, much better for the Daytona 500. And I don't anticipate really any issues here as we go throughout the second half of our presence day. Hour by hour forecast in Daytona Beach tomorrow. The cloud cover moving out by the late morning hours. Lots of sunshine though as we head throughout the afternoon and into the evening. So the official forecast for the start of the race at 4 o'clock. Mostly sunny skies and temperatures that will be in the low 60s. Appreciate it, Andrew. And of course, Mother Nature always playing a factor when you have the rain come into play in these tracks. And I think it's still something that we can watch for tomorrow. If we have a pop-up shower or two, going to be no racing because these cars coming in on a longer oval, no tread on these tires. So you hopefully Mother Nature can kind of stay to the <laughs> wayside a little bit so we can get this full race in tomorrow. Yeah, track conditions certainly going to come into play tomorrow. And also just remember, this is one of one of the longest races yeah. of the year, not the longest, but you start at 4 p.m. I mean, you're thinking at least five hours if there's no delays, if yeah. there's no red flags. And so fans are going to get that racing in, but you start at 4 and maybe if you end at 9, 10 p.m., you're still going to see the track change temperatures, which is also going to come into play for these drivers. Absolutely. I mean, anytime you go from day to night, that's something that you always you know, have to be cautious of because of the conditions, how they change, especially with the race right beforehand. So that's going to play a huge part, especially if there are cautions, if there are delays, if this goes until you know the early morning like it has before. So that's definitely going to be one big thing to watch tomorrow in that race. Yeah, we're just praying that the race does happen tomorrow. They get it in. Again, all they have to do is get 100 laps in and then that could possibly be it but we got to yeah. check in with our team in Charlotte Grace and Mike holding things down I believe you have some uh, pretty big news on the Charlotte basketball team there <laughs> certainly do and thank you welcome back inside Charlotte Studios and we will check back in with both of you in a moment but yes the Charlotte 49ers Grace are the story once again today yeah and there's a reason fans are packing Halton Arena as of late and the only thing shocking about the Niners winning at home today their opponent. We've got highlights from Halton and from the Hayes coming up. And he is without a doubt the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. And he's also the most electrifying man on the track. We're talking about the rock. We are going to smell what he is cooking on CSL next. Well, the rain did not go away like the music says it's supposed to. And yes, it is still raining here at Daytona International Speedway. The Daytona 500 postponed until Monday at 4 p.m. We will get racing in. Today, though, the, the track was quiet. The infield was quiet because fans obviously 
couldn't watch any of their drivers take the track. But we had a lot of star power that still came here. And if you stuck around for that, then you got a, a pretty nice treat. Yeah, the media center was not quiet at all because we had Pitbull and DJ Khaled and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, three of the biggest stars in their respective industries, coming in. Of course, they're all big dignitaries for this year's race. It was really just cool to see how much they enjoy NASCAR, how much they kind of know, have a little bit of knowledge about it. And it was just, you know, they want to be a little bit more part of the sport. Of course, Pitbull himself being a track owner, or team owner rather, but it was pretty cool to see, you know, at least the media center have a little bit of life today despite no race. Absolutely. And Pitbull was going to have a concert tomorrow. Of course, that got canceled, but he's already promised that he's going to come back to the yep. Daytona 500 next year, put on that concert, and he's a man of his word. We mentioned The Rock, too. He is still going to be here tomorrow yep. to give the command. He's the only one of the dignitaries that will be here tomorrow. So just very cool that he is passionate and wants to stay here. No, absolutely. I mean, all three of these guys, you can just see how much they want to be a part of this because this is the biggest spectacle in the world of NASCAR. So it's just good to have them on hand. Of course, they all have Florida connections, so it was really just good to see them be a part of everything. Yeah, Pitbull, DJ Khaled, however you think that they would take <laughs> the media stage is exactly how it went. Take a listen. Well, first of all, we're going to start off by saying, Yew! it's good to be here. And even if it's raining, it don't matter. We're going to bring the, right, the, the, light, the light regardless. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's always an honor and a blessing to be out here, and, and I'm always excited to be a part of the NASCAR and Trackhouse family. Would love to be a, a team owner, hopefully to have a We The Best car one day. Um, shout out to Wendy's for bringing me out here today. Um, just to see all the greats, man, you know, um, look at Michael Jordan, the beautiful things that he's doing and all the other great owners, uh, team owners. So one day, God willing, I would have a We The Best car out there bringing home a trophy. So it seems like NASCAR getting some more fans, possibly some more owners involved in this. You yeah. never know when you bring people to a race. Yeah, DJ Khaled, I mean, he said it best in his song from way back in the day. We taking over. He <laughs> wants to get We the Best everywhere. We the Best race car, his music label, everything. So it is cool to see him want to be more involved. But one day, it would be pretty cool to see him owning the team. I want to know what kind of driver he would get, though. That's the thing I want to know. Very uh, interesting driver, yeah. I would think. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, of course, The Rock was also here today. Talked a little bit about his Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah. Of course, we talked about the WWE, uh, but he had a lot of interesting takes from the NASCAR world as well. No, absolutely. It was just cool to see, you know, just all the history he has. Of course, he's given the command once before back in Texas, but this is the guy who wants to come in and kind of have, you know, his fingerprints on a lot of things, so to speak. I mean, he has his tequila. He's been in movies. He has a lot of other things. Azoa, the energy drink. So he wants to get more involved in NASCAR, and it was really it's cool to see, you know, just his involvement in him wanting to have a bigger hand in it. Yeah, now he said that he is a bad guy in the WWE. He's not in real life, but he did kind of had a, a relation here to NASCAR, talking about Denny Hamlin being the bad guy in NASCAR. Take a listen at his take here. Being the villain is the greatest thing in the world. It truly is. Now in my world of professional wrestling, um, and I, I was aware of Denny and getting booed, and also I think uh, impressed in how he's embraced it. One of the cool things that being a great bad guy and a great villain offers, um, and this is my uh, advice to Denny, is not only do you embrace it, but also you get the opportunity to say and do a lot of things that people can't. And a lot of people wish they can, uh, but they don't. So you don't have to. Let me and Denny do, <laughs> do the talking and, and get the booze. So one of the things that The Rock and Denny Hamlin have in common, remember, you can see The Rock every Friday right here on Fox Charlotte on SmackDown. But it's cool to see, you know, just how much he knows about the sport and kind of the relationship they have a little bit. I know. Denny Hamlin already a co-owner with Michael Jordan. Now he's got The Rock on his side. You think, I don't know, maybe this is his season. He's getting all yeah. the support from everywhere. We could have 2311 and a little bit of a Rock collaboration, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. So that's what he thinks. Mike, what do you think?
Wait, it doesn't matter what. Oh, you cut him off. No, he's going to say it doesn't matter what you think. That's I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome stuff. Thank All you. All right. Well, we got quick six to get to. And just like the Daytona, we got to strap in for this one. We got Andrew Brightman with us, a fan favorite. Thank you. Are you excited? I'm always excited. I love being here with you guys. My favorite part of my week. I wait the entire week to get to 1045 on Sunday night to be with you guys. <laughs> All right, well, give us two minutes, please. Andrew, you are up first. Is there any way to solve NASCAR's rain problem? Well, really, when it comes down to having the Daytona 500 and the Sunshine State, it's kind of ironic. They average over 100 <laughs> days of thunderstorms per year. There's really nothing you can do unless you want to build the largest indoor arena on Earth and have the entire track indoors. Not sure that's physically possible right now, but just a thought. You know, like in uh, in school where you had like the PE and like it was like the, the colorful tent, we need like one of those that just strap over the... Yeah, parachute. two and a half mile track. A parachute, thank you. I was like, what is that called? They still do that. All right, Michael, you just heard The Rock talking about villains. Who is your villain in sports today? Draymond, gotta be Draymond. Uh, but all time in sports, gotta be Bo Lambier. I used to step under guys' ankles on shooting jumpers, purposely injure them. I hated that guy. Hate? You remember hated watching him, Mike? Well, that's, we're talking sport, well, <laughs> my, for, for wrestling, I mean, that's a different story, but, but, uh, Oh, there's so many in pro wrestling. Don't All right, Andrew, switching to the to college hoops. Do the Charlotte 49ers make the NCAA tournament, you think? You know what? They got a good chance. I'm going to be, I'm an optimist, so I'm going to say yes. The, the magic number years, they got to get to 21 wins. That's the last time they got to the tournament. They had 21 wins back in 2005, so they got to win the last four out of five or win the tournament. It's all going to come down to that March 2nd matchup against USF, which currently is on an 11-game win streak. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun rest of the stretch. All right, Mike. After the rain delay today, has your 500 winner changed? Uh, more so than ever. I've got to go with the guys that now have won in the past. I think there's gonna be a lot of thinking, and I think the fact that these guys have done it, I think it's only gonna help them. So I still think Danny, and I still think a long shot to win's gotta be Jimmy. All right, Andrew, the NBA debuted an LED court this week for the All-Star Game. Do you think we ever see that in a real game? I'm going to say I hope we do because that, really? looked that looked that looked so great. cool. Like when uh, during the playoff games, they have the Nickelodeon like slime things when they like <laughs> when someone scores a touchdown. Why not do that in the NBA? I just think it's really cool. To me, that's cool so distracting. Like I didn't even like the in-tournament ones. But all right, Mike, we got one more. The NBA All-Star Game was tonight. Classic All-Star Game is your favorite. If you want to pull up YouTube tonight after the show, look the 93 All-Star Game up. It was a double overtime game. Guys were playing hard. Stockton and Malone won it. Mark Price would have won it at the East one. I can go on and on. It was a great game. All right. Well, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> Speaking of hoops, though, hoops at Halton has been pretty fun this year. The Niners going for nine straight at home against a new opponent. We've got those highlights coming up. And also coming up, the USC women's basketball team in search of yet another record today. I'll tell you what it was, as well as whether or not they accomplished it coming up after the break. Welcome back. Thanks to Mother Nature, the Daytona 500 is postponed until tomorrow at 4 p.m., which means teams and drivers had a lot of time to waste the track today. Carly Gephardt coach, uh, caught up with Todd Gilliland, who's trying to make the best out of a very rainy situation. Carla? All right, well, you just told us that you've been in the infield, so what do you do during such a long rain delay? Yeah, it, um, yeah, like you said, it's been tough, really. Like, we've had two days off 
um, most of our normal weekends are just two days in general. So, um, yeah, I have to give credit to uh, Zane Smith. It was his idea to go out in the infield. We had um, Chip Weil give us some Daytona 500 merchandise and stuff to give away. So um, hopefully at least brighten some fans' days. I know it's definitely not what any anyone here wants, you know, us included, fans included. So, um, yeah, just trying to make the most of, uh, of a rainy day here at Daytona. So what's next? Like, are you going to keep going out there and, and listening to the fans? <clears throat> Well, I've, uh, we were out there for a couple hours, so I'm probably done doing that, but um, just going to hang out, kind of relax. Um, we've got you know, family dinner tonight, just trying to, trying to kill some time. So um, like I said, this is uh, it's definitely not the most fun for anyone, but just trying to, trying to get through it as, as, uh, as easy as possible. I know the fans are disappointed, but how disappointing is it as a, as a driver to have, obviously, the biggest race of the season rained out? Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely not good for you know the sport as a whole. Um, you know, obviously everyone's planning on it being Sunday. Um, definitely fortunate enough to run you know my last two Daytona 500s without any weather delays or anything, and, and just you know the the energy and the crowd on on a Sunday when it's sold out. Um, there's nothing quite like that. So I'm definitely a little bit disappointed, but we can't control you know the rain, Mother Nature. So. Um, yeah, we're just going to make the most of it. You know, it's uh, it might be you know a really good crowd still. It's tomorrow's a holiday. Um, you know, NASCAR call, kind of called it soon enough that you know hopefully the fans didn't have to come all the way out here and um, have a big mess. So um, hopefully everyone can just regroup, come back tomorrow when the weather's a little bit better, and um, you know still have that same energy as as a normal you know Daytona 500 race day. Last time the cars were out on the track was Friday, so it's been a, a little bit. But you did have I think the third fastest Ford I think in practice on Friday. Kind of what did you learn about your car in that practice? Yeah, it was really nice to you know just be able to hit the track one more time with. Um, you know, our pack of, you know, Penske, but mostly Fords, uh, my teammate Michael in Front Row Motorsports. So, um, yeah, it was just really nice to get kind of the finishing touches. We, we went out, qualified 11th on Wednesday, which was really good for our team. Um, didn't have the best duel. Um, we finished kind of far back in the pack, 17th, I think. So it's really nice to just confirm, you know, our, our car still has the speed. We're still going to be able to do this on Sunday. And um, it's going to be a little bit harder. We're coming from 31st, but um, we've, uh, we've got the machine to, to do it in the new Dark Horse Mustang. And um, I'm super excited to get on the track whenever that is. Tomorrow will look a little different, but what, what's your favorite part of the Daytona 500 and just getting out on the track? Yeah, I think um, for me, just being in Daytona, it's so special. You know, this place, um, you know, I'm maybe one of the few that misses like the whole two week stretch down here just because it's such a fun way to kick off the season. You know, the, when the weather was great at the, the beginning of the week, um, just being able to go outside and, and it's much different than you know where we're all from in North Carolina. So. Um, it's just nice to be down here. Everyone's super excited to start the new year. Everyone's you know made changes that they think are gonna you know be in the right direction for the year to come, and um, just always that anticipation and excitement for me is uh, is the best thing down here. All right, well, Mother Nature, making sure you stay here just a little bit longer this week, Todd. We appreciate it. All right, thank you very much, guys. NASCAR obviously still waiting to get their season underway, but now, Grace, we are less than a month away from conference tournaments starting in college basketball. Yeah, and the Charlotte 49ers are poised to make some noise come March. Halden has been very loud all season, and that continued today as the Niners were at home hosting Wichita State. First meeting between these two programs, so that's pretty cool. And this was as well, four Niners in double figures. Makai Patterson leading the way for the Niners with 19. Deshaun Jackson and Nick Graves, they each posted 14 points for the Niners. And Igor Milicic with 12 points today, and he added 14 rebounds for the sixth double-double of the season. And that was enough to get it done today. Charlotte wins its ninth straight at home, and they take their first meeting with Shocker 72-61. I say it all the time, mental, emotional, physical, just it's tough right now. Um, 
and something that we're going to have to find a way to get through it. Um, and it's going to really test that part of the game for us. Um, but the guys were fantastic tonight um, against a really talented team, super talented team. They played uh, some, you know, the top teams in this league really, really well. All right, and with South Florida beating FAU today, Charlotte sits steady in second in the AAC. Niners back in action Wednesday at Memphis. Mike. All right, moving along women's hoops. There was at least one fan in Columbia today not rooting for South Carolina. That's WNBA star Kelsey Plum, and she was cheering on her Georgia Bulldogs. First half, they were keeping it close against the top team in the land. Javen Nicholson cleaning up the mess in the second quarter. Believe this, Georgia up seven at the break. Second half, though, Gamecocks able to figure it all out. A 14-to-run USC run really turned this around. Kimola Cardoso did her part. 16 points to go along with 16 boards. 70-56 final. Gamecocks win their conference record 43rd straight SEC regular season game. All right, meanwhile, the Tar Heels in Winston-Salem tonight taking on Wake Deja Kelly. Relax, it was a pass, it was a pass. <laughs> Maria Gadang there to finish the play. Deja Kelly was the second leading scorer tonight with 15 points for the Heels. Ten-point game with six to play. Wake hanging around. Big bucket for Alex Scruggs. Keeping Wake in it, but UNC had more than a handle on things. More specifically, Alyssa Uspi did. What a move and a finish. She finished with a game-high 25 points and 10 boards for North Carolina. And the Tar Heels take it 58-50 over Wake Forest. All right, back to Charlotte. More specifically, back to the Hayes, where the Niners were trying to avoid an opening series sweep to Virginia Tech. Noah Birch doing his part. He sends that over the wall and left. That gets the Niners on the board, tied at one in the bottom of the second. Bottom of the third now, Niners now up four to one. Base is loaded for Thad Ector, and he rips that one right up the middle. That plates two more for Charlotte to take a 6-1 lead. And Charlotte, they avoid the sweep and they get their first win of the season, 10-5 over Virginia Tech. Niners back in action Tuesday at home against Davidson, 5 p.m. first pitch. All right, straight ahead, the Davidson basketball team lost in heartbreaking fashion yesterday. And coming up, we'll hear from head coach Matt McKillop on the call that cost his team the game. And we'll also hear from Matt's dad, former Davidson head coach Bob McKillop, on the legacy of the late Lefty Grizzell. He explains why Lefty's mark on the program will never be forgotten. All right, so granted, there are many people who love the role instant replay has in sports these days, but I'm willing to bet this afternoon Davidson head coach Matt McKillop is not one of them. In case you missed it, his team lost in heartbreaking fashion to St. Bonaventure yesterday. In the closing seconds of overtime, the Wildcats appeared to hit a tying three as time expired that would have sent this game into double overtime. However, Officials reviewed the play and correctly noted Connor Cochera had a foot on the line right there. He caught up with the killer today, and while he admits the call was correct, he says the loss is still not easy to swallow. Uh, so when it left his hands, I thought from my angle it looked like his foot was on the line. And, um, and I guess there was more confusion for the viewers because I guess the commentators said that there was a foul call. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've had some crazy endings in all my time of either playing and then sticks to the coach and the head coach, but that was tough. Yeah, it certainly was. It was the, the fourth Cats loss now in five games.
All right, well, keeping with the Cats, granted, everyone knows it was the school that helped put Steph Curry on the map, but decades before him, there was another man who used the school as a springboard to stardom. Yeah, that man was future Maryland head coach Lefty Drizel, who passed away yesterday at the age of 92. Even though it's been more than 50 years since he coached his last game at Davidson, his legacy at the school is still felt today. We caught up with a couple of guys who preceded him at Davidson who confirmed that this afternoon. Both Matt McKillop and his dad Bob had nothing but great things to say about Lefty. The one thing they both noted was that even though Drizel became a nationally recognized figure at Maryland, he never forgot about his time at Davidson and how his experiences there made him a better coach. He consistently had a presence, whether it was... Uh, attending NCAA tournament games as a fan and spectator, as he did, or was it a phone call or a conversation that we have at an event in which we both uh, were participants, knowing uh, th that uh, he and I were attached because of the Davidson experience, he always made that a very special feeling for me. Yeah, well, I would say the things I hear are the stories about him from, from former players or hear those stories secondhand and how he had such life and such enthusiasm and he could make someone feel so good about themselves and um that 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 ability to build confidence and to build camaraderie is are the things that i remember hearing about what he was able to do with davidson college and not just with his players but with the, the entire student body and with the entire town overall lefty coached at davidson for 10 years he took him to three ncaa tournaments going 176 and 65. That's a good mark. All right, back to the story of the day. Rain has ruined the Great American Race, at least it did for today. The decision to postpone the Daytona 500 to tomorrow afternoon at 4 was made fairly quickly this morning, so no waiting around to see if conditions would clear up at Daytona International Speedway. For the record, they didn't. This will be the first time in Daytona Speed Week's history that two races have been run on a Monday. And here's the current odds to win it when things do get going on Monday. Danny Hamlin tops the list with 17 to 2 odds. That's not surprising considering he's won this race three times. Joey Logano has the second best odds at 9 to 1. Ryan Blaney is 10 to 1. And those are the same odds for Brad Keselowski. And then you've got Kyle Busch as the fifth best at 12 to 1. All right, just like us, the Charlotte Hornets were spectators during tonight's NBA All-Star Game. Brandon Miller participated Friday's Rising Stars Showcase. But that's about all we heard from Buzz City of late. That'll change when they return to the court for the second half of the season this week. They'll start it away from home. Four-game road trip beginning in Utah Thursday night, followed by games against the Warriors, Trailblazers, and Bucks. They return to the Spectrum Center on Leap Day for the second of back-to-back -back games against Milwaukee. So now we're going to bring in a whiteboard okay. because you've said that you're such a great artist. Super and good so artist. so we have to get this on camera. <laughs> All right, well, we've met enough NASCAR drivers to know that they are pretty talented guys. But coming up next, we, we test Noah Gragson's off-the-track skills, and he delivers. But first, February 18th is a day that unfortunately resonates with many NASCAR fans. It is the day 23 years ago. Dale Earnhardt lost his life competing in the 43rd running of the Daytona 500. Earnhardt was involved in a big crash during the final lap of the race. The legendary intimidator and driver of the three was 49. Charlotte Sports Live continues after the break. 
Well, welcome back here to CSL here at Daytona International Speedway. And we are getting ready for the Daytona 500 tomorrow at 4 p.m. And one of the big storylines, of course, always comes from the duels because that's a race that helps set that second row. But a lot of crashes happen, which means a lot of those guys had to go to backup cars and will be in those cars tomorrow. Yeah, that's what we saw late in that second duel on Thursday. Obviously, Kyle Busch getting to the back of William Byron. Then Ryan Blaney ended up going into the wall, so his car caught on fire. So they're all three of them going to backups along with Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick. But just talking with the teams and from what we've been hearing, they all feel really good about these cars because, I mean, they're pretty much the same exact car they had before. It's just a different, uh, obviously, a replica of it. But I think all these guys feel really good. And I think anywhere from a lot of these guys, they can win from pretty much anywhere they are. In the Absolutely. Field. Even your 2023 champion yeah. Ryan Blaney said that he wasn't even planning to practice on Saturday. He was just going to go in fresh at the Daytona 500 if it happened today. So yeah, going to be interesting to see the strategy of a lot of these things. And not only do we have backup cars, but we have a lot of guys coming into the series for the first time. And this this is going to be their first 500. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, guys like Carson Osavar, Zane Smith, Josh Berry, these are all the rookies coming in, you know, just getting their feet wet. But I think just talking with all of them throughout the week, they're all excited to have this opportunity. Zane Smith already racing the 500 before, actually finished 12th last year. So he has some pretty good experience so far. But for Osavar and obviously Josh Berry, they're coming in, you know, kind of just wet behind the ears a little bit. <laughs> yeah. so to speak so I think but a guy like Carson Osovar fourth in his duel starting ninth good to have the rookie up there in the top 10. And he did a good job yeah. last season with the cup series cars that he was able to race now one yeah. guy that this is not going to be his rookie season but he is with a different team that is Noah Gregson going to be driving that number 10 Ford tomorrow for Stuart Haas racing and I got a chance to catch up with him this offseason. You're a big personality on the track, and we haven't seen you on the track for, for quite some time. Is that what we can expect more of this season? I think so. I'm, I'm excited to be back. <laughs> I, I definitely have had time to self-reflect and, uh, and grow as a person. So um, hopefully when we get back out there, I still have that flair and fire in me. And one of your bosses, Tony Stewart, obviously, big personality as well. What have you learned from him so far just working with him? He's been a, a great guy. I've been able to, to pick his brain on a lot of different stuff and, and we have a lot of similarities so to be able to work with him and, and learn from him ask him questions it's been awesome for a young guy like myself. Tell us a little bit about your sponsorship though because we don't really know much about it right now. Yeah so we're gonna uh, actually start out the year with Rush Truck Centers and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, they're a, a great partner Stuart Haas Racing and then we have some other ones that we're waiting to unveil. <laughs> we got them, but uh, there's some really cool stuff coming. But all I can say right now is uh, Rush Truck Centers. Okay, so the secrets will come out a little the bit secrets. later. Yeah, you yeah. got to wait for the secrets, guys. <laughs> all right, well, we got the Daytona 500, of course. That's the big one. Not your first rodeo when it comes to the Great American Race. But just kind of what are your overall impressions of the track that, and how big of a deal this one is? It's uh, it's big, you know. It's exciting to be back at the racetrack one, and just super fortunate, super grateful. And with the team that we have, we're we're excited to get back out there and, and really show them what we got. We want to work hard. Everybody at Stuart Haas, Josh, Chase, Ryan, myself, um, Riley, and Cole on the Xfinity side. We've been working out together. We're we're pumped to get back out on the racetrack. And an exciting moment for you, too, to come in your first year at Stuart Haas and, and with Ford. How exciting is it to be a part of the rebrand for Stuart Haas as well? Because it seems like y'all have got uh, some pretty cool things going. Yeah, it's it's been good. We're a lot of young, hungry racers. And I don't even know who the oldest guy is. He might be 30. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's they're pretty old. But the rest of us are all young, you know. So um, to be able to to come in 
this year with the rebrand, you know, in the past they've had a lot of veterans of the sport and in the organization. So for four y hungry young drivers, we're, uh, we're just a, a group of racers. That we've all been saying it, but we, we truly are. We're, uh, we're hungry to get out there and win races. All right, so now we're going to bring in a whiteboard okay. because you've said that you're such a great artist. Super and good so artist. so we have to get this on camera. So from your memory, I just want you to draw the Daytona track. Oh, yeah. That's, that's easy, right? Easy, right? We're, we're going to start off simple. That looks okay. terrible. Is that the easiest track to draw of all of them? Probably not. Probably not. No? No. Okay. All right, when you're thinking about your sponsorship, kind of what comes to mind? Like, draw it? Yeah, or? yeah. Yeah. Let's do like something cool, like a wing on top. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm gonna let you erase. Well, you know what? We're gonna leave that there. It's so good. All right, I want you to draw the next gen car now. Ah, uh, come on. <laughs> this is actually a lot better than I was thinking. We're gonna have to put a time lapse on this. I know, right? No. <laughs> And you got to put rush, right? Yeah. How would you rate your drawings right now? Like a two out of ten. Two out of ten? I'd give him. A, I don't know. I'd give him a four or, or five. Four or five. Yeah. It's That's hard, pretty good. Like looking back at it. You're sitting. Yeah, it's on a whiteboard. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Can you do that? No, I'm a. I can draw flowers, pretty and that's good. about it. All right, uh, Greg Snowley rocking the new Ford Mustang Dark Horse. We're gonna go inside the shop where these new Fords are made to find out where they might find an advantage on the track. That's coming up. If you ever come to Daytona, make sure to check out the brand new Tribute to the King. Earlier this week, Legacy Motor Club and Daytona International Speedway revealed the first of 28 new unique statues featuring Petty's iconic hat. The King's hat is made of fiberglass and concrete. It's six feet tall and weighs a thousand pounds. You find these Petty Hat statues at a majority of Cup Series tracks around the country and a special one right here in Charlotte at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Back to the Daytona 500, which again is now taking place tomorrow. Joey Logano is uh, the pole sitter, while a former, a fellow 500 winner, Michael McDowell, will be right there with him. And besides both winning the race, they actually have something else in common, and that would be that they are both driving a Ford, but not just any Ford. It's a brand new Mustang built specifically for NASCAR. And Queen City News' Julian Sador got in on why this new car is channeling its dark side. The team at Ford knew the target on their backs would be massive heading into the 2024 season. So what did they do? They decided to get even better. They're gunning for us and we know that. And as soon as the checkered flag dropped in Phoenix, we went to work. The end result, the newest generation of Ford Mustang, the Dark Horse. This version made just for the Cup Series. Although the 2023 season ended the way they wanted it to, 2023 NASCAR Cup Series champion. 
Motorsports NASCAR performance leader Richard Johns admits there was still plenty of room to improve. The super speedways were great for us. You know, I think that we showed we almost filled out the top 10 in, in all the super speedway races, which is fantastic. But there's a lot of intermediate tracks and and we did struggle there. The seventh generation Mustang builds off of what they learned last year, working within the tight confines of what's allowed in NASCAR to get the most downforce to help around the corners with the least amount of drag. That's the detail that, you know, it can gain you a tenth of a second here, a tenth of a second there, and that's what puts you in victory lane. Simply put, the dark horse is more aggressive, not just in performance, but in its look as well. The character line running down to the door into the quarter panel is more pronounced. Even the nose has a fiercer look. But one thing that hasn't changed, the roar of its engine. Is there anything more iconic than that sound from Mustang? <laughs> no, I don't think there is. I mean, from the very beginning, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it's always been just cool. Mm. Roar right there. There's the Ford cars with position to start tomorrow. Following Logano and McDowell, got Austin Cinderickies, the third Ford in the pack. He starts sixth. Harrison Burton starts off. Brad Keselowski, the Michigan man, 16th. It's Busher 19th. And Chase Briscoe is the final Ford, uh, starting in number 20 spot. All right, and believe it or not, it is match week for Charlotte FC. The crown opens up the 2024 season on Saturday at Bank of America Stadium against New York City, and it's been quite an off season for Charlotte's MLS squad. For starters, there are a ton of new faces on the team, and that includes new head coach Dean Smith. On the field, they said goodbye to mainstays like Carol Sudarski and Camille Joswiak while welcoming in new players like former crown legacy FC midfielder Nikola Pekovic. Charlotte Media, Charlotte made the playoffs for the first time ever last season, but still decided to part ways with head coach Christian Latanzio. And maybe you got the sense that players weren't truly behind him, but that doesn't seem to be the same feeling with Smith. Listen, it's a great, point. It's a great starting point. The foundation is to be, be hard to beat without the ball. We've got players who can go and get chances um, and score goals. And that's the first game in pre-season where we probably haven't created enough and, and we haven't scored. Um, you know, but that's the foundation that we need to, to move forward for, for the coming season. Then. Okay, so I have a working theory about this. We yes. saw the terrible preseason that the Panthers had <laughs> and how that led to the season, but Charlotte SC had a very good preseason, so maybe it's the opposite effect. I like that optimism. I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a great season for Charlotte FC. I think there's been enough turmoil. I think last year was a tough year with the way it began, with the death of one of their players. And I think even though they tried to move past it, that, that's something that you really – are able to move past like that. It takes time. And I think probably by the time that it finally had processed, yeah. you know, they found themselves, you know, in another fight to make the postseason. I think this year they begin the season with a fresh slate. They have clear minds. I think there's a lot of talent. I think they're going to see good things this year. I think you bring in a guy like Dean Smith and his, his resume as well, and that automatically garners some respect right out, right out of the gate. So we shall see. Saturday at the bank. We're looking forward to it. Meanwhile, in international soccer, you don't see this every day. Fans threw remote control cars and tennis balls onto the field during a match in Germany. I don't. Oh no, I, I that's just, expensive. I, I don't understand where they got them from. Where I, I just Target. Don't exactly. I don't know exactly what's going on here, but this isn't something that we would give a QC crown to. We just thought you'd want to see it. But find out what does get a crown coming up next.
All right, well, better late than never. The Daytona 500 is coming your way tomorrow in a NASCAR doubleheader. The Xfinity Series United Rentals 300 starts at 11 a.m. That race will be on FS1. Then Monday afternoon at 4, it's the Great American Race right here on Queen City News, Fox Charlotte. We'll have a full race recap from Daytona International Speedway Monday night on Queen City News at 10. And, of course, here on Charlotte Sports Live. But right now, let's get to our QC crown, starting with Carla and Gabe down in Daytona. All right, that's right. It's time for our crown, and we've got a really great one going out here in Daytona tonight. It was the best-dressed guy at the track, no doubt. I, he wins the award, and it's all because he lost a bet. Yeah, shout-out to my guy Jeff Gluck. So I saw him <laughs> in the media center. It caught my attention. I'm like, who's my guy with the beret, the pink suit? I mean, he's normally I try to come with it with the fits, but I was like, nah, he has it for today. Really cool. I mean, obviously he lost a bet for it, but still – he really put it on today, and it was just good to see that fit. It, it's, you know, a good one. Hopefully we see something like that tomorrow. We yeah. need to see some good outfits from all of our uh, reporters out here. So it was a shout-out to Jeff for that one. And that's because of Jordan Bianchi, yeah. his co-worker for The Athletic. He lost a bet last season. Jordan Bianchi got to pick out his outfit for the Daytona 500 and, of course, has to wear it. I think he actually might be wearing it again tomorrow. So we get more of Jeff Gluck in the pink suit. No, nah, it's always great to see, and hopefully we can have, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more, maybe a pink beret. Maybe Jordan Bianchi can come with a beret as well so not it was a really good fit hopefully we see it again tomorrow for sure. all right guys what do you have all right our crown tonight is going out to the nba all-star game the great sports writer bob bryan may have turned it off in disgust but we were entertained steph Some curry's 10th all-star game uh the east won 211 to 186 curry with 16 look at those shots right there. i just it's not, i can't get into it it's a shame i know this is your thing it is i'm sorry it got a crown, though. We gave yeah, it some yeah, love. Go. That's going to do it for us tonight, though. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you here tomorrow.